The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max wishes you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Jingle Bells, it's time for Wrestling to the Max's NXT for December 20th, 2017, and we are in the holiday spirit, so we want to give you a gift. The gift is W2Mnet.com. When you unwrap that, guess what you get? Not only Wrestling to the Max, but you'll also get every other great podcast in wrestling that we have to offer, and a lot more. And hey... Go ahead and help your family and friends out this holiday season by hitting them up and telling them to subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. That's right. Once they do that, they're going to get all sorts of nice gifts every time they open that package. And, hey, also, give some holiday spirit over to uh, 411mania.com and LastWorldProWrestling.com. They're great supporters of ours, and we want to support them. So please help us out with that. And, you know, once again, the W2M Network is also a great place to get every single thing the W2Mnet.com has to offer. It's a great place to go. Subscribe, rate, and review too. So, wait, we thank you for everyone who's already done all that. But man, make sure you share it with someone else who has not found us yet. So, there you go. I, of course, am Gary Vaughn, and along with me is your host, Paul Leeser. Hey, oh. And Paul, uh, here we are, and uh, we have a NXT to talk about that's got some really nice things for us. I'm really happy to talk. We were w- excited about this a week ago. I'm super thrilled still to this day about talking about it. Let's get into this thing, man. Thank God it's Thursday, Gary. That's all I can say, because uh, after being blindsided by your Christmas stuff there, I have to get back on track. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. When we do our episode of Wrestling at the Max, I've got a lot more in store. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> So tune in for that, folks. <laughs> uh, we opened this episode of NXT, however, with the tag team titles up for grabs as Sanity uh, of Eric Young and Killian Dane filling in for Mr. Wolf, seeing as he is still recovering from war games, according to the commentary. Defend against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Undisputed Era. 13 minutes in or so, uh, after a butt-ton of interference, you have Adam Cole come out. Uh, Nikki Cross is not a fan of that. And I'm going to call sexism here, Gary, because they pull Nikki Cross away from him. They don't even touch Adam. <laughs> and he's the one interfering. I think sexism. That's what I'm going with. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I- I'm totally against this. I mean, the whole WB universe is celebrating, you know, equality with this woman's Royal Rumble. And then all of a sudden now you pull that shenanigan. I mean, come on. NXT, yes, can be old school, but not that old school, folks. Come on. <laughs> What's up with that? Break out the uh, break out the picket signs, guys, and go to full sale and just start petitioning. <laughs> yeah, you know, start asking them. You know, who's running this thing? Is it Triple H or is it someone else? You know, so boy. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely against that because you know I, I think Nikki Cross can you know take care of her business and not have to deal with people grabbing all over her. My God, I mean, those guys they were really taking her to task too. Uh, those refs were. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean. This is what it is, right? I mean, this is the Undisputed Era getting something accomplished that they've been trying to do for a while now. And they finally accomplished it. And, you know, 
I still want to call him Red Dragon, even though they're not called that here. Um, Bobby Fish, of course, you know, doing his thing, and you know, Kyle O'Reilly both working just so well together like they used to in, you know, other places. So really happy to see those guys get gold. Mm-hmm. But at, at the expense of actually a, a great faction here, and I'll be honest with you, I've really enjoyed Sanity, and they're doing a great job still to this day. And, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. I kind of don't like it for the fact that I still like Eric Young and Kelly and Dane and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think this is telling the story of what we've been waiting for, and that is for the Undisputed Era to get gold. The tag titles are now theirs. Now it's time for Adam Cole to go and get that NXT championship. Uh, I mean, we know Adam Cole's at least going to be waiting his turn since he got beat out of the four-way qualifier and everything like that. So it won't be... Royal Rumble time, but it could be down the road, of course. And for me, this match is very good, by the way. I should mention, of course, that Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly do win after EY eats a total elimination after diving on Cole. And for me, Sanity always sort of felt like transitional champions from the second they won the titles. Uh, and you know, with a with a weaker tag division that has since gotten stronger, I think it was only really a matter of time before these guys sort of dropped it. So I feel like Fish and O'Reilly might get a nice long run here, unless, of course, uh, some signings and some other teams start gaining some steam. Uh, I feel like we're sort of just building up chum for the big shark that's going to be Undisputed Era here. Yeah, and, you know, you're exactly right about that. And here's the thing. It's a good thing if the, you know the undisputed era holds those tag titles for a while, oh, yeah. and, and, and not only to make those guys credible, which I you know if you're an indie wrestling fan or you've watched Ring of Honor or anywhere else in Japan, wherever these guys have been, you know what they're worth. But if you never have, you just think these are new guys. So in front of this new crowd, WWE really needs to make them look special, and that's exactly what I think what they're going to do. Like you're saying, in the long haul. This will be a good thing for them. And then when Adam Cole hopefully does eventually gain gain that title, then that's the completion of the picture, right? Mm -hmm. That's – and now I'm not saying – I I kept saying that was going to be what Sanity had, and and maybe that's never what Undisputed Era will have either. But I kind of felt like for a long time it was going to be this defection of gold with Sanity. Didn't happen. Maybe the Undisputed Era will be that. That to me – that would work just as well, but who knows? Same thing. So, I, I, hey, all that matters now is this is a start of something new. Let's see what Sanity does coming out of this whole thing, and let's see what the authors of Pain once they get you know back in this thing and try to take those tag titles away from the Undisputed Era. That, that what's what's great here? Uh, what, what's going on in NXT in their tag division? They've actually got a, an array of tag teams now that can actually come after those belts for a while. Man, we just didn't know. I, I mean, there's so many tag teams right now that they could really have a run at getting those titles. So I, I think it's a great deal. You also have a, a whole bunch sort of waiting in the wings, too, in the mid-card area, which we'll we'll talk about here next. Uh, first, before we get to that, though, you have Roderick Strong get a video package sort of retelling his story again as he'll be fighting uh, Lars Sullivan later on in the evening to fill out that last spot in the Fatal 4-Way uh, number one contendership match that we're going to see next week on NXT. Then we get uh, another Shayna Baszler video package where this one was much more uh, built around commentary from Mae Young Classic hyping up how much of a murderer she is, which, uh, trust me, folks, she absolutely is if you haven't seen her before. 
And then we get to Heavy Machinery sort of walking around with uh, Tucker Knight supposedly carrying around a cell phone filming them. However, if there's a camera out there on a cell phone that gets that kind of quality, I don't want to know how much he paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) NXT must be really good, Paul. They must. Uh, Especially when they come uh, across Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss's car here, uh, which they take co-ownership of, by the way, which... uh, uh, that's a that's a serious move for a tag team, if you ask me. <laughs> Once again, if you remember, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I questioned that whole thing. I said, man, these guys must have a really cro- close relationship mm-hmm. of some sort. Or, you know, this is just off of Sabatelli's NFL career, and they're just... Rick Moss is just along for the ride, right? So it's kind of weird. They do take co-ownership of it. But, hey, you know, I think it works. And, you know, these guys are annoying. They dress very well. They're kind of everything that you, uh, you know, if you're a commoner, uh, I'm not wealthy. Not like that kind of wealthy. I wish I could get a Maserati. Uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, that, that you, you kind of root against those guys because they're flashing. Their money, their flashing. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the game. And I think they're doing it very well. I, I like it. And I, I love heavy machinery. And as goofy and as 1980-something that they are, very WCW, I'm loving it too because they were going to pick up the car and move it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's just super amazing. Uh, wanted to see it happen. Sadly, it didn't. So, uh, you know, I think this all works out, though. I think it was very entertaining, Paul. And I think it gets over for both guys i think both teams kind of come out of this looking good so i want to see more i i love the silliness that is heavy machinery here as well for me i I, the nice bonus here was that riddick moss looked much more comfortable uh in his role which is not something i think you could say during the sort of packages you had leading up to him or tino and riddick against the street profits uh so that that's nice to see here too and uh, tino sabatelli is just looks like a star. I, you know, I mean, the ring stuff hasn't really come along yet, but the look is all there. I think the attitude is all there, too. Uh, so I, if this, hopefully this tag team sort of takes off, because I'm actually starting, they're starting to grow on me a little bit. I, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, this did not feel like those two guys we just saw three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It just did. When, doing their thing against the Street Profits, they were very green. I mean, it was almost yeah. a little a little uh, unnerving how green they were in that. And then in this, I mean, it's like they just kind of did a you know complete flip on this. Mm-hmm. And they just – they're comfortable in their own shoes. Uh, that's why I think it all worked out very well. Uh, I think if you would have had Heavy Machinery and these guys three weeks ago, I think we'd be singing a different tune. I think we'd be saying this is just too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way it worked out. So I'm very happy. See, this is what I love, seeing the growth in these guys. And th- this is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we move on from there to getting highlights of Ruby Riot and Sonia Deville's match from two weeks ago. We then see DeVille in the Performance Center, who is questioned about the match. And uh, since she beat Ruby there, she's ready to go on and face Ember Moon, since Ember never beat her in that three-way qualifier. So next week, Gary, NXT Women's title match as Ember Moon defends against Sonya DeVille. Uh, All right. Yeah. I mean, you figure that they would have to do something if they wanted to get, you know, back to that story and i think they kind of made sense you know it is true um so i i'm okay with it and you know ember moon needs these kind of victories 
uh, to kind of cement what she wants to be cemented, and that's that she is the champ, and there's a reason she's a champ, and I think that's exactly what they're going to do here with Sonya Deville. But I, I, I think once again we're talking about talent and someone that's trying to learn. I, I think that Sonya didn't do too bad of a job here. I don't think it was terrible. It wasn't perfect or anything like that, but I don't think it was terrible. I think that she did pretty okay on this one, too. So I, I felt like it made sense. I think we're going in the direction of, you know, she's working her way out of NXT. It's very much how it feels. And I, I think the scenario works, too. So I'm happy with that. I'm okay with all this, too. She seemed, uh, once again, this is another person who looked much more comfortable in their role uh, because I think the last time we saw her... And one of these backstage things was the training room segment with Ruby, and that uh, she did not look very comfortable at all in that and sort of stumbled. So uh, it's nicer to see her just sort of focused and ready to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the Lars Sullivan video package of him murdering people, which leads us right into the contenders match here as Lars and Roderick go at it for about five and a half minutes or so. Lars ends up winning with uh, the Freak Accident, which I'm not sure I'm sold on that as a finisher name. However, Roderick is awesome in this. He absolutely sells everything perfectly for Lars. He works so great in this role, as we've seen time and time again here in NXT. And Lars is just really coming along. I I thought he looked very smooth out there uh, and just sort of, you know, another guy who has grown before our eyes in a very short amount of time. Yeah, he really has. And I'll say this, the one thing I picked up on, it's not even about the match, it's actually the pre-match thing. And that's, you know, when he makes his entrance and he's got that silhouette, Mm -hmm. they do such a great job on that. I've got to just give those guys in production just so much credit because, you know, when you have, you know, uh, I'm trying to think with the announcer who was a Ronaldo who said it. He goes the silhouette of, and I just, it's just perfect. So I love the imagery and the fact that they verbalize it. It worked out really great. Makes him look super imposing and kind of scary. I, mm-hmm. It's kind of funny as I, as soon as I saw the silhouette, I kind of thought of that, uh, Friday the 13th, um, poster mm-hmm. and how you get silhouette of Jason Voorhees and yeah. how he's, scary that's the same with you know what you have here so i I think it works great i I think it you know makes complete sense and so getting into the matchup though i i'm right there with you roderick strong is looking good as ever and um you know him taking the loss to me doesn't really hurt him i think he showed enough here this just wasn't his day this wasn't you know really going to be the situation he was going to be in to to you know be in, in, in a big matchup just right now so i, I like it I, I like the fact that we have um oh my god i'm talking about him i'm forgetting his name <laughs> lars <laughs> lars uh, I, yeah, I kept thinking of something completely different lars and everything that he's kind of showcased all the way up to this point i'm right there with you very smooth looks very comfortable looks like a guy on a mission mm-hmm. I, I just I, I can't give Roderick Strong enough credit for for making Lars look so good. Now Lars did a lot himself, but I'm just right. I you have to give Roderick Strong some credit here because he put in some great effort, mm-hmm. and I think this really put Lars uh, one notch up and really made him look like hey this guy could be very much you know the final guy uh, you know in this whole thing. So I'm really happy with the whole match. Yeah, once again, I, I Roderick uh, does a wonderful job of sort of being the the underdog, babyface, fighting from behind, all this other stuff, and it's really caught on at least with the uh, the full sale crowd. 
uh, in these sort of situations, uh, which I think drives the entire interest. Because, you know, I mean, Lars comes out, he doesn't really get a whole lot yet as far as one reaction or another. Uh, and, and it might just be that people are sort of overawed by by his entrance, which, like you said, is really cool. It's very dark, and, and there, it relies a lot on silhouettes and sort of uh, little bits of lighting here and there to sort of make this guy look like he's coming out of a pit to, to basically dominate and eat your soul. Uh, so, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, it's just, you know, Lars is getting a monster push right now and we're sort of, I guess the crowd knows what it's going to be already, but I, I, once again, I don't think that takes away from the match. No, not at all. And, you know, I think in the the long run, these kind of matches are where it's going to build Lawyer Sullivan because you could see in this match, you know, he took a, you know, a, a lot from mm-hmm. Roderick Strong. He really did, and Roderick put, you know, quite a bit on him. So the all the offense that he had against him really put him to task to yeah. see how he reacted and how he could come out of that. And he came out very strong and looked very imposing. He had his moments, but I think at the end of the day, you sit here saying, Lars Sullivan, you've got a great chance to, to win the number one contendership. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he'll join Killian Dane, Johnny Gargano, and Aleister Black in that fatal four-way next week to figure out who will challenge for the title. Come NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. We move outside to uh, get some more street pro- street talk with the Street Profits. Wow. Uh, and I, once again, uh, enjoy. this was much shorter than the last one, uh, which maybe helped a little bit in some people's cases. I still thought this was fun. Uh, it, it's basically, you know, I think this is what the Street Profits gimmick is right now. Uh, I think this is a great sort of sign. I don't know if you can do this on the road, once you bring him up to the main roster, but as far as the NXT audience goes, this is working like gangbusters to me. Yeah, and you know, I kind of mentioned last week I wasn't just a giant fan of this, and I'm not going to say I am now. I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think it does its job. It's it's nice to see some interaction with the fans and things like that, and it 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 does what it does. But to me. It's not really selling me on the street profits. I think it's great. And I'm sure someone in a different demographic would totally disagree with me because I'm sure if you're a kid watching NXT, you think it's so neat because you could be there and you could be in the crowd and they'd hang out with you. Exactly. And that's great. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't really win me over. So, I mean, this is good. I, I think it works. Not my favorite stuff. I want to see more of these guys interacting with other talent or just doing their own thing. Like just to have them kind of conversing to me would really do something better for me personally. But hey, it's getting the job done for a certain different graphic, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, it's uh, if I could, if I had a Bruce Buffer drop, I'd totally use it here because it's time. As Pete Dunne defends the UK Championship against Tyler Bate for the third time this year. Uh, uh, 22 and a half minutes in or so, Pete Dunne flips out of a super German suplex, hits the bitter end to put Tyler away. Dear sweet lord, was this awesome though. Uh, Tyler Bate ends up getting one of his fingers dislocated early on, which was absolutely disgusting because the camera sticks to it and then we get to watch him reset it. Uh, which sends shivers up and down my spine just talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Battles all over outside, battles back inside the ring. Everything I think you've come to expect from these two guys. Another quality entry into their match series this year. Uh, uh, Unbelievable. Pete Dunne 
might be one of the top five workers in the business right now. This dude is incredible, and, and that uh, Tyler Bate ain't far behind him. Oh yeah, if there's one foe for uh, for Pete Dunne, it is definitely Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. And sure, Bate hasn't been victorious, but is right there with him step by step, and it's just little things that are keeping him away from beginning the victory. And he's just been unable to outlast Pete Dunne, and, and I'm sure down the line that'll change. But for right now, Pete Dunne is the guy they're running with, and I cannot blame them one bit. If you would have told me this is William Regal reincarnated, I would 100% agree. Just to just, uh, <laughs> I, 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 even though William Regal, thank God, is still with us. Uh, I would just, you know, or if you said, well, maybe I should have said cloned. I shouldn't have said reincarnate. That sounds very morbid. And yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Par for the course for longtime listeners, though. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know. actually, I really should have said, I should have said his child. That's, see, I, I need to lighten up a little bit here. It's the holidays. It Come on, holidays. guys. I'm sorry. I should be a little bit lighter and brighter. Um, so yes, William Regal's son, Pete Dunn, uh, is amazing and not, he's not really Pete. Anyway, I, I'm loving this though, Paul. I, this is something that really makes NXT special and that's to have these two young guys ballot out. They get a long time to do it. And yes, it is a lengthy match. I, I will give you that. And yes, if you're not a big fan of sitting through a long match, maybe you get a little restless. I don't know how you could. I, I, I'm loving these guys every minute. I'm glued to the TV. I'm ready for more. And I think that these guys just can – it's almost impossible for them to not give you a, a great match. And, mm-hmm. boy, uh, Pete Dunn does it again, comes out victorious, looks as good as ever. And I'm right there with you, man. Just one of my top dogs in my list of you know best wrestlers right now. He he is just doing it, and I'm I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him at this young age. I, I just man, I can only imagine where he's going to go. Yeah, I mean it's sort of uh, I mean Pete Dunne, twenty four, Tyler Bate twenty. I mean you're literally looking at a decade and a half more of stuff like this from these two. If if you know pending nothing bad happens to either of them, which you know maybe that should be my Christmas present is to guarantee that nothing will ever happen to these guys, but. Uh, this, this was just absolutely stellar. If you've never seen NXT before, if you haven't watched Dunn and Bait, you don't care about the UK guys, just watch their three matches. They're going to change your mind about everything you know. Uh, it's uh, uh, unbelievable, almost unmatched quality. And if it wasn't for Okada and Omega, I might say the best trilogy of this year. Uh, so <laughs> that's just yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, definitely. And, you know, it, this is the one thing that you kind of find interesting is that these guys are putting on these great matches. Why don't we see them more often? Well, the WWE is really working harder than UK guys, right? Mm-hmm. They really want the UK to have their own, you know, TV, have their own stuff. So they've yet to steal Pete Dunne. They've yet to steal Tyler Bate away and really put them on the main shows full time or even NXT full time. So I get that. But boy, I, I think right now. P. Dunn could hit Monday Night Raw and just really run with it. I think that guy would get the fans behind him. He would be amazing. And I think Tyler Bate the same. That he, What a super baby face you would have in Tyler yeah. Bate. Oh, my God. And I think people would naturally get behind this guy and not have to stretch it. So uh, these two young guys, like you said, Paul, we've got a, you know, a great length of time uh, still left in their careers. 
I, I just I can't wait to see how far these guys go. It, just based on what I'm seeing here. So I'm right there with you. The, they could come up main roster tomorrow. I'd absolutely believe them challenging for the world title or the universal title at drop of the hat. Plus, I really want to see Pete Dunne and AJ Styles something fierce. So. <laughs> oh. Oh boy, that you're just making me sit here and dream, Paul. Oh, I'm just imagining it. So. <laughs> Uh, hopefully someone gets WWE 2K18 in their uh, Christmas, you know, box or in their stocking so they can put that matchup to the task. Yeah. Because I want to see that happen. Me too. So. But yeah, uh, that rounds out our NXT this week. So, I mean, overall, Paul, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know if it's because, you know, the, the Christmas spirit or what, but it seems like this is a really good NXT. Lots of things that are coming out that are really positive. Really didn't have a lot of bad things to say about it, to be honest with you. you um, these last three months of NXT have been almost can't-miss television. They've been absolutely quality programming from from the word go. Mm-hmm. No, I, exactly. That's what makes this show so much fun. I, I can't wait to talk NXT with you every week. I'm very, very honest about that. I'm right there with you. This is one of my favorite things to do for this network every week. <laughs> I know. And we love W2M. You know, Wrestling to the Max is such a great show. It's so much fun. And we have a great time doing it. But, you know, this is a shorter show. It's got a little bit of a package here. But it's a package of great fun and, and mm-hmm. entertainment. Whereas, you know, W2M, we're going to talk about some sad things sometimes. Some things that are a little controversial. This is one thing we can kind of get into to and just kind of smile through most of it so yeah i think that's what makes it so much fun and uh you know the one thing that you know we did talk about tonight that was really upsetting is the nikki cross thing but don't worry i know a great lawyer nikki um we're gonna go after these people for equality uh so i got park park and park on the phone right now gary so oh, thank god you do let's, <laughs> let's just hope they can cross that border over from canada because you know, <laughs> things get a little risky over there so uh, well, yeah, guys, uh, thanks a lot for joining us for this week's NXT. Uh, of course, once again, don't forget to go check out the W2Mnet.com, the place where you'll get all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. Make sure you go hit that subscribe button at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network. And once you do that, you'll get all those great shows that we have to offer in one nice bow and package. And you'll have it right there anytime you want. You don't have to go search for it. It's right there. And also, right, right, when you rate and review, uh, you give us not only a little bit of help, let people, other people know about us, but you also give us some of your feedback, which we really do appreciate once you send us the feedback. It really helps us to understand what you like about the shows, maybe what you don't like about them. We try to address things just for you guys. And once again, big love to FormulaOneMania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Both great supporters of ours. We appreciate them. You need to go check out their content. Trust me, lots of great content at both sites. And, uh, you know, once again, we thank them. Uh, well, for myself and for Mr. Paul Leeser, we are out of here. So we hope you have a great holiday, and uh, we'll see you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. From our family to yours, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.